You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pilot Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights, we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzford. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of After Diner here on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host, but I am also the editor-in-chief of our website. That is The Great Geek Refuge. You can check it out. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Lots of wonderful articles. Also, tons of different podcasts, too. We've got At The Diner. We've got MC Brooks's show, which is The Overflow. We've got my solo thing, Mike on the Mic or uh, Mike Explorers, depending on how far back you go. Uh, there's also all the old uh, GGR Pirate Radio episodes that we have on there as well, plus lots of other cool projects. In fact, let me shout this out real quick. I have been lucky enough that I've actually got to hear the early version uh, of it, but we have our second GGR Playcast coming up here real, real soon. Uh, I can tell you the title now. It's called The Hitchhiker. Um, Mariah Beachward, our very wonderful and talented editor, uh, actually did all of the editing and directing for this playcast. Uh, I was involved in it, uh, Mr. Rambo. Uh, who you'll hear from in just a second. He was involved in it as well. Lots of other uh, GGR favorites as well. It's incredible. She did such an amazing job. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. That'll be coming uh, very, very soon uh, for you all to enjoy. Um, But we're going to be talking more geeky, nerdy things today on the podcast. We're going to start with what we missed in our discussion of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Joining me for this episode, as always, I have my two stalwart co-hosts i have the guy who's been with me the longest on uh the podcast airwaves here uh for ggr you know him you love him he is the most popular individual producer of content on our website his name is mc brooks can't wait to talk about cap even though there's no cap on this podcast i like that was was smooth i saw what you did there that was that was nice i like that uh, we've also got the second co-host. You know him, you love him, talented visual artist in his own right, but also possessor of the gift of gab. His name is James Rambo. Hello. <laughs> I say hi to you now. So, this is, fellas... This is the time where I say hi. <laughs> as scripted, I am now saying hello and greetings. <laughs> and go. So, we talked last week about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And 
there's just so much to unpack that we missed a lot of stuff here. And I think one of the things that I, that I wanted to start with overall, because one of the things that we tended to avoid, and I still didn't really get a solid answer, really, because I, I don't think anybody understands why. Why the last episode, the finale, seemed to be so much lower rated than all the other ones. Because everything else was like in the 80s or 90s. The last episode was like in the 50s or 60s. Do you think, and this is just my opinion on this, do you think that has anything to do with the fact, just like they did with um, Rise of Skywalker, just like they did with Last Jedi, anytime there's anything that the fanboys get real shitty about, they tank the, they tank the reviews. And they'll do it because it didn't go the way that they wanted it to. For instance, there are a lot of folk out there who are real, real upset that Bucky wasn't the new cat. Do you think that had anything to do with the reason why these ratings were lower? Uh, we'll start I think with Grant. Yeah, go ahead, MC. Oh, I think it's part of it. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's in, if it's entirely that, but it, it wouldn't surprise me for that for that to be uh, for that to be be part of it. Because a lot of the criticism surrounding this show in particular was about um, the focus on Sam and a lot of people not feeling like um, Bucky, excuse me, not feeling like Bucky got a good amount of screen time or character development. I'm not saying that I'm not saying these are things I agree with. These are criticisms I've read about I've read about the show. And uh, even some people saying that, you know, Bucky should have been Cap because he was Cap first in the comics. Or the fact that uh, the fact that you know he he was Steve's best friend you know he he was he's known Steve the longest so he he should have uh, gotten the the mantle and you know was only given to Sam because of you know wokeism or whatever so like I don't I don't I, I wouldn't doubt if that's if that's part of it like I I don't think the finale was a was a perfect episode but I felt like they they wrapped up the things that they needed to wrap up in order to get us to the next thing in which we we now know that there's going to be a captain america 4 so i kind of feel like you know they they did what they needed to do just to to get us to you know the 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 uh whatever's going to be part of the uh the next captain america film so i think it's part of it i wouldn't say it's all of it but i I definitely think it's a it's a factor so oh god (laughs) It just it's it's irritating to me that, that that is a factor when it really just doesn't feel like it should be. Now, granted, watching this and, and hearing some of the stuff about Bucky, you know what I really wanted to see? I wanted to see uh, an Isaiah Bradley Winter Soldier fight in Korea. That's what I wanted to see because he was yeah. like, he's like, I kicked your ass off that peninsula. And I'm like, fuck, I want to see that. <laughs> like, it could possibly happen. The uh, the creator matt malcolm spellman i think his name is yeah uh he uh he he's he's done like a ton of uh interviews him and the uh the director kari um i can't remember her last name um but they've done a couple interviews and like uh, spellman actually spoke about you know there being potential for them doing more with the isaiah bradley character um in the future whether it be a you know if there's another season of the show whether it's cap four maybe if if it if maybe like its own like individual like uh short run series or something like that there's there's it definitely seems like um you know marvel is a bit more open to the the idea <clears throat> especially because um did either of you watch the uh the the mar the episode of marvel assembled on uh, no not yet. 
No, I need to go through and watch those because I, I haven't watched really any of them yet. Um, there's only two episodes. It's just the one for WandaVision and the one for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I, I got to watch both of those then. So. <laughs> So, um, so when they uh, when they spoke about Isaiah towards the end, um, towards the end, um, some of the the writers and people who were on staff spoke about the fact that Isaiah Bradley was like one of the first characters that uh, Malcolm Spellman spoke about like wanting to use when uh, figure, when when they were trying to figure out what they wanted to to do with these series because they they did feel like there was um, there was a lot that they could do especially building off uh the line that sam said in an end game of it feels like it belongs to somebody else yeah and so they thought it would be a, a really good tie-in to to bring in the isaiah bradley story as kind of like a juxtaposition to to steve's story and 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 um sam obviously being friends with steve all this time um so it does sound like they that they that they are open to doing more with isaiah's character uh, perhaps a short series or maybe a new comic run or something just kind of exploring like that in particular which i would be here for because I, I also would like to see this uh this fight scene yeah 100 uh, percent. and um rambo kind of give me your take on this man like what was what was your overall like did you did you see any was there anything that you saw of note that was like man maybe this is why the last episode caught shit where the other ones didn't no, I think there's just a lot of butthurt. Like, I I, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I mean, and like, look, there's, there there are valid criticisms we made of that show, and even when we know why certain decisions are made, that doesn't necessarily make them more palatable. Um, right. In terms of, like, you know, having excise storylines and, 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 you know, swap out uh, dialogue with ADR. Um which yeah, we definitely touched on last last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, and like, as a finale for that show, it's good, not great. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but it's definitely got some issues. Uh, in places, it wraps up a little too neatly. Um, yeah, yeah. But the drop in quality, I like. I don't know, man. The last couple of years in general, I have been running into the same problem with fan like like hardcore fans of things where i'm just like what are you expecting what are you looking to get from this that you didn't because it's fairly rare that i watch a trailer or learn about a movie or a show and i watch it and i come away from it not you know i mean i've been plenty disappointed by stuff but surprised by what I was given like the the you know one of the the problems with modern trailers is they show so much but one of the benefits of that is like they're pretty honest about what they've made so if you you know if you pay attention a little bit uh, and prep yourself in terms of what you're supposed to get you'll typically be okay um, in terms of, of where your expectations should lie um, but consistently I see people run into these problems where it's like, oh, well, I didn't, you know, think that this or this or this was going to happen. Like fucking like it happened with Mortal Kombat, um, where I am still stunned by the amount of people who are upset about that movie. Like 
what were you again what do you expect what did what didn't you get that you were hoping for um so i think that there's you know it's 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 inescapable uh that the racial component and the the you know social justice and um uh the the i mean all, all the various non-superhero uh specific elements that are in that show we're gonna get some backlash and i think that to some degree um you know i i wonder how much of a contingent of people uh were holding out hope that bucky was going to be capped like come on no it wasn't gonna happen yeah. uh, i mean like end game ends with 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 sam getting the shield like come on they're still um, holding that hope but maybe bucky will uh, take it from him you never know. Maybe Sam gives it up so Bucky can have it. So yeah, so we can have. We you know, it's supposed to be his, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's only been a running theme throughout the entire of this series, but you know. <laughs> um, and and yeah, like I don't know, man. I I I see these things happen, and I'm just like, do you not? Are we speaking a different language? Like, is there is there? Because I, I really want to understand, like, what the what the expectations were what what was the what was what was it that you were looking for you didn't get um and it's a problem i keep running into so yeah i think it's i, I don't think it's exclusively like racism um or or like conservative backlash but i think that that's definitely a part of it um and the other part i think is just people not knowing how to gauge their expectations properly i i think that's i think that's largely it because I mean, you because th that can apply to so many other things. I mean, for example, I, I brought this up. I kind of mentioned them in the cold open, but like the Arrowverse, for example. Like, if you're not a fan of the of how C the CW like does their TV shows, I don't know what you're expecting to be different. Like every now and then, you'll get a surprise. Like Superman and Lois is very different than what we generally get from a CW produced uh, superhero show. But that's the exception. That's not the norm. Like you can generally kind of gauge what they're going for. And if it's not your thing, I don't know why you why you keep watching expecting it to be different than what they have been doing with these type of shows. Same thing with uh, with with Marvel. Like, you know what they're like. This show is more in line with the traditional Marvel formula than than like WandaVision was. So, like, I, I don't really know what people were looking for this series to do or say or be different <clears throat> when it feels like it, it, it largely feels like pretty much nearly every other thing that Marvel has produced to this point. Like, I, I can get like maybe wanting more screen time of this and or of this character or wanting to see more of this or, or whatever, but like the, the series delivered on pretty much everything you should have expected out of a Marvel series. Like, yep. I don't, I don't know what else. I mean, we got awesome. We got amazing uh, fight choreography. We got dope suit reveals. We got uh, the, the Wakandans showed up, which was a huge surprise. Cause I don't think anyone expected them to show up. Uh, we got Zemo putting the mask on finally. Like we got the return of Sharon. You thought you were going to get a piece of cake, and then when they brought it out, there was a fucking scoop of ice cream on it. Like, there was yeah. all these extra things that you didn't realize were coming. What more? And you're still like, you what want? the fuck? Yeah. Not, not even to mention, like, the the references, like, Madripoor, 
Um, and there, like, oh fuck, there are so many Easter eggs there that they, I didn't even catch. Like this, like this series legitimately uh, laid groundwork for a handful of different things Marvel could do in the future, and like that's really that's really exciting. And even if you're not someone who knows about the Easter eggs, I mean, there are a million videos on YouTube that can break down <laughs> all the different references that you that you uh, might have missed uh, through this six episode run. I mean, th- there's a lot of stuff to be excited about with this. I, I legit don't know what people what people really thought. Not to mention this. I'll keep this in mind, too. And they they brought this up on um the on uh, Marvel Assembled like this is the first time we're really getting to spend like time with just these characters, like by and large whenever we've seen Falcon and Bucky prior, where we're they're there but like our focus is on like the big six you know Iron Man, Cap, uh, Black Widow, Thor, Hulk, Hawkeye you like we're largely focused on on them because they were kind of said they were kind of secondary characters you know and like this is a series where like now we're 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 getting to actually spend time with them we get to see like we we get to see uh what sam thinks what sam feels how bucky feels like his first time actually getting some downtime from after being deprogrammed like yeah so okay would i like to see more stuff with bucky yeah because I still think it's a really fascinating thing, but like there's, you can't do a whole lot with that right away because you still need to tell the story that you're trying to tell in the present. And a lot of the story that in the things that I want to know about Bucky are all going to be in the past because like he, he had to come to terms with the fact that he was a programmed killer and he had no choice. And that's hard to explain to people like, yes, Hey, listen, I killed your son, but it wasn't my fault because I was, brainwashed and like it's yes in theory like that that should be like enough for some people but it's also not enough for some people because that's you still are the person that took something from them took a very important thing from them um i want to get into kind of the thing that we haven't talked about but we've mentioned and and it's been i've heard a lot of complaints about it and honestly I'm, i'm curious too sharon carter it seemed I heard a lot of people say, oh, it's out of character for her. Oh, it's out of character for her. Oh, that was really kind of a a lackluster reveal. I need everybody to remember before they say dumb shit like that, that it's been five years. Um, The last time we saw her, she was a fugitive from the United States government because of the Sokovia Accords. And like, she's a wanted, like, not a felon, but like, yeah, she's, yeah, one thing, fugitive, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, she's a wanted fugitive, so she's been on the run. It, things have not been good for her. She's had to survive. And like, I get that, like, they're like, oh, well, now she's a bad guy. Her Aunt Peggy would be so disappointed in her. Her Aunt Peggy didn't go through the fucking snap. Her Aunt Peggy didn't have the government turn on her. Peggy was also a spy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) If, If she can't understand, um, God. The again, like the political uh, 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 perspectives on things that people just like seemingly willfully disregard. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what Aunt Peggy oh, would have really been against? She get it one hundred percent. Why Sharon is doing a lot of what she's oh, doing? Oh yeah, yeah. Aunt Peggy would have totally been against the fact that uh, fucking Hydra had infiltrated the United States government 
So y'all can fuck off with that hot take because that makes no goddamn sense. She would be disappointed. No, the fuck she wouldn't because Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and the United States government and was making yep. decisions. And that was part of the reason why she turned against them. So I really don't want to fucking hear it. And like, honestly, now that I talk about it, I'm starting to wonder like why there wasn't more of a look um hydra was involved in a lot of shit so we're gonna pretty much like anybody who was a fugitive at, at this point or another we're just gonna kind of let that slide because like it, it it seems like it would be a great chance to for a restart but i mean honestly they did reinstate her status you know welcome back agent carter yeah. at the end of that but like you also can't just expect somebody who's been trained as a spy who's been trained as an operative to just be like, oh, well, now I'm back on the good side, so I'm going to put away all that bad shit that I was doing. And that's the other thing, too. We don't even know who it was that she was talking to. Well, and, like, to what yeah. degree is she supposed to just be like, okay, well, you said you were sorry and you gave me my old job back. You who fucked me over so thoroughly, now I can just go back to work like nothing happened. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. We also don't really... We 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 also don't really know don't really know what like what happened what steps were taken that led to her becoming the power broker either. Yeah. Because someone someone uh, brought this up and I thought it was a, I thought it was a very interesting point that there's a good chance that Sharon actually wasn't even snapped uh, with everyone else because even though she was listed among those missing of um, in Endgame. You know who else was also listed among those missing? Ant-Man. And we realized Ant-Man mm -hmm. was not, you know, he he obviously wasn't snapped. So there's a good chance that over the over that that 5-year time period, Sharon wasn't actually snapped. She was just, you know, in yeah. you know under uh you know anonymous an anonymous person in in Madripoor, you know, doing whatever she had to do. And perhaps there's there's even a chance that maybe the whoever the power broker was is who got snapped and Sharon took over. Oh yeah, no, that's absolutely what I think happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the power broker, the, like the real person, disappeared. Which also, like, that's some good fucking storytelling right there. Yeah. Because that means that person is back. Um, it, one, it means either they they've come back, and now they're like, what the fuck? Why is someone doing my job? Or they already did come back, and Sharon had to deal with them. Yep. And that's what I think happened. Here's yep. the other thing, too. Oh, man. Both of those things. So let's great. Talk about, let's talk about Agent 13 real quick. What did what have we seen with people like, I don't know, um, uh, Black Widow, uh, other people who are spies, um, really adept at espionage, those sorts of things? What have we seen them have a, a innate ability to do? Not in just the MCU. I'm talking in the comic books as well. We've seen them play both sides multiple times against each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, like, I just... People love having knee-jerk reactions and not knowing the source material. Like, <laughs> it just and, irritates me, man. They're just like, I can't believe Sharon Carter did this. Motherfucker, do you know who she is? Agent 13. Do you know why she has that? She's basically, like, a female James Bond. I have... Honestly, like, I get why someone who has been a longtime fan of, you know, who, who's read a bunch of the comics and is, is familiar with that character would be like, 
this is weird because this is a big departure. And yeah. truthfully, it's it's probably the biggest single departure for any character that we've seen in the MCU. Um, you know, adapted from the comics. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why somebody would be like that, you know, pull the, the, you know, that's not my Sharon Carter. Um, but on my end, I'm like, I mean, like, and also, come on, are we, do we really have that many Sharon Carter stands? Like how many, (laughs) how many, you know, B, C and D list tier characters do we have to, to, you know, be like, oh, I was, I was love that character. Like, did you really? Or you were you were you lightly familiar with them, and now something different is happening? You're like, this is different. That yeah, <laughs> they 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 actually mentioned that they they cover Sharon and um, uh, Marvel's the 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 assembled episode on it, and that like originally they originally Sharon was not part of with the, the plans for the show, but when they decided to do the magic thing, they realized they had an opportunity to bring Sharon back because uh, originally Marvel wanted to bring Sharon back in either infinity war or Endgame, But because of the, you know, insane cast of people that were already in that movie, there really wasn't a, a place for her in, in, in that movie. And so with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they realized, okay, we have an opportunity to not only bring Sharon Brack and, um, you know, give her a role in, in kind of, we can find out what, it, what happened to her after Civil War, but now we have an opportunity to actually do something kind of interesting with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, take it in a, in a different direction and, and follow this, uh, this story that they, that they wanted to tell. And like I can appreciate that. Like I'm not familiar with Sharon Carter from the comics, but I think just like with just like with any adaptation, like as long as you can do something interesting and tell a good story with that character, then you know I'll get sure. Let like let's let's see what let's see what's going to happen here. And I think mm-hmm. with uh, with with the, if that's what they decide to do with Sharon, then awesome. Because I think whatever whatever they have planned for her, whether she shows up in Cap Four or one of these other TV shows, um, I'm very interested to see in what who like who exactly like what exactly the role of the power broker is going to be going forward, and is like is she in contact with Val? Like is she also working with Val? Is Val working for her? Is she the one trying to assemble this this team of people who? You know, also dislike superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, 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 there are a couple of different directions that they could potentially yeah. uh, go go with this, and and I'm I'm interested in seeing it. She's got to have. A, I mean, like you, you got to again five years. We don't know if she was snapped. Um, also, they had no problem giving Bucky a uh, just wiping his record clean. And mm-hmm. like, meanwhile, after all the services she did for the U.S. government. And they're just going to be like, yeah, you helped Cap, so you're bad and wrong, and we're not going to – fuck you. You don't have a cool super arm, do you? Like, it's – I can see where there would be some serious resentment um, from her side when it comes to super-powered individuals. I, I definitely could see that. Fuck yeah. And the U.S. government in general. Like, yeah. she was fully betrayed. Yep. Full-on betrayed by the people she loved and tr- – oh, not love, but, like, knew and trusted. And, again, they're supposed – it, it, it's it is a great example of an apology being the first step. Yep. Like, 
okay, you, you've absolved me of my crimes and you've offered me my place back. That's a great start. Mm-hmm. What's next? Um, go ahead, go ahead and finish because I'm going to use that as a segue. So go ahead. And that fucking Senator patting himself on the back for being like, you know, this has been a long time coming, but you know, you know, we apologize. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's so, li- that's not even the bare minimum. That is less than the minimum required. Yep. And, and they're supposed to act and they're going to act like, oh, well, you know, we've done such a great thing, all this shit. Nah, man, fuck and, that. And it's funny too, because I just had this, this thought. It's also a connecting point. If Val is working for Sharon, it's also a connecting point between both Sharon and John Walker in terms of being uh, betrayed by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. MC, MC Brooks, this is why I love you so much. Because your, segue, <laughs> your segue was my segue, my man. That's exactly what I wanted to say. And like, say what you will about John Walker. You know, your your dollar general Captain America, as I've heard him called, that I really, really enjoy. First <laughs> USA. First Lieutenant USA. (laughs) (laughs) Say what you Private North America. Private North America. (laughs) Private Western Hemisphere. Um, (laughs) Say what you will about the dude. Okay? I don't like him. He's not Steve Rogers. No shit. Nobody likes him because he's not Steve Rogers. Okay? There's only one Steve Rogers. They made that very, very clear. Zemo said it. There's only been one. Mm-hmm. There's only been one that was really, truly worthy where it didn't – the super soldier serum didn't corrupt them. But that being said, Wyatt Russell did a fucking fantastic job. And oh, like absolutely. that meme of this person's such a good actor, you now hate them, where it's him. It's the person who played Dolores Umbridge in, um, in Harry Potter and then um, Christopher Waltz. Like they're so good at being actors that you actually hate them. He was supposed to be hated, but I'll tell you what, there's not a single goddamn American military veteran who doesn't feel empathy and sympathy for John Walker's character. Because let me tell you how many people I know that got fucked by the military just like he did. You did this thing. You awarded me. You praised me. You patted me on the back. You promoted me for doing these things. Then I do these things and you don't like it because somebody else found out about it. So not only do you reprimand me, you strip my rank from me. You take all of my benefits from me. You basically are like, we don't want anything to do with you, nor will we help you with the problems that we created for you Mm -hmm. and just cast him aside. If you're, if you have anybody, if you yourself are a veteran, or you have any loved ones that you have as a veteran, and you saw that scene where that senator told him to go fuck himself more or less, if that didn't bother you, there's something wrong with you, because that that hit me right in the gut. I was like, man, I get that what he did was wrong. He shouldn't have killed that flag smasher. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say he did what needed to be done like some dickheads on the internet are. What he did was wrong, 100%. But for them to do what they did to him after that, a multiple Medal of Honor recipient, and you're going to cut everything from him just like that? No therapy, no nothing? He just saw his best friend get murdered in front of him? Oh, fuck you. But the best part about that is that was real as shit. Like, that's, that's what... That's why this character was so good. Because here's the other twist with this, too. You know why you know he was a good character and he was portrayed well and they wrote him well? Because in that last episode, if you weren't rooting for him to fuck those Flag Smashers up, there was something wrong with you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, it's funny. When you when you were saying that, I thought immediately of the Mission Impossible movies. 
and how the IMF handles everything. Um, it's a value. Yeah. Well, so so that, but is it um is it the Secretary of Defense, um, whatever it is, it, it you know big muckety muck in the White House. Um, the breakdown is like this is the mission. Should you choose to accept it? So a, you get to say whether or not you're even going to do this. B, once we've laid it all out, we tell you if shit goes sideways, we will have nothing to do with it. Which I, I get the feeling was not a guarantee you got when you were in the military, Mike. Hey, if this goes bad and we need a scapegoat, it ain't gonna be us. It's gonna be you. Like, the the secret, secret, secret impossible, impossible mission force, they're more upfront about how they're gonna handle the situation across the board than the actual military is. That it's, is fucked up. It just, it, it has always bothered me that you will have, and I've said it on these airwaves before and I'll say it again, that you will train children to be killers, send them off to do the killing for your bidding, because this isn't like America decides, you know, we vote and we say, we all want to go to war. Like, if this is some people that were elected by us, I understand that, but like half the time we're not in agreement with the decisions that are made. You send these people off to die. If they don't die, they come back either mentally messed up or physically messed up. And then it's a nightmare for them to try to get therapy or medical aid or anything like that. And it's, it, um, leave Schreiber in, um, that movie Goon with Sean William Scott said it best when he's talking about what what fighters in the in, in hockey are like. Everybody loves a soldier until he comes home. Mm-hmm. And like if they didn't put that on full display in this series, that's that's exactly what it was. Everybody loved John Walker when he fit the bill. You know, blonde hair, blue eyed. Look at this guy; he looks good in the Captain America outfit. And he looks good with the shield and the stars like and stripes. Medal of Honor. Yeah. Like, you know, multiple yeah. award winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everything about him, spot on, perfect. You you train someone to be a killer. You train someone to be an efficient killer, to to successfully execute the mission. And then when they get home and they have problems adjusting to regular life, because guess what regular life is not like? War. And when yep. they have problems with that, you won't help them. Or you have zero sympathy or zero empathy or nobody tries. That, that rang that rings hollow so often and like honestly i like the dude i thought he, i i like the character i want to see what else they're going to do maybe he'll do something in the future that'll be like oh man he's a piece of shit but like no he's a good soldier is what he is and yeah. he let his emotions get the best of him after his best friend was was murdered in front of him so let's not like let's not act like he's a villain now okay he's somewhere in between there's some gray area there okay yeah. but i think that that's what makes everybody really uncomfortable is that they're not willing to admit that like all of these people who were like, I stand by the military, I stand by the military. They're not willing to admit that sometimes the military has to do some pretty unsavory shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think that's largely where a lot of the uh, negative feelings towards, to, towards him kind of, kind of stem from. Cause um, if you, if you really think about it throughout this, throughout this show with, with John in particular, 
he was basically just being the good soldier. Like we yep. we don't actually know if his actual ideals even aligned with any of the things he did. We just know that he did them because he's a good soldier and he Shit. he. he he, I can counter he, he that one sold. point, though. I can counter that one point, though. We know that they don't. Because him and Lamar have that conversation about how they got their medals of honor. And John is clearly uncomfortable. You're right. It's right. like, right. you know, knowing how, like, how we got what we got, like, you know, what we had to do. Which, like, honestly, don't ever say what it was. Don't ever nope. tell us. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> that makes it even better storytelling. Uh -huh. 100%. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but like, no, but like, we know, we know, like, definitively that he oh. is not okay as a person with the things he was, he, he had to do exactly. as a soldier. That, I mean, no, it's a great, it's a great point because I had totally forgotten that. But I mean, it, 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 it does, it does add to it because it, it, it shows the gray area that, that Mike is talking about. Because a lot of people are talking about there. I've, I've seen two things discussed. When it comes to John Walker, one is is basically what we've mentioned, like the disliking him because he's basically not Steve. Yeah. Um, and the other half are people who who I guess are familiar with the uh, right wing conservative one that they read about in the comics at some point, mm -hmm. and and they are conflate they they are assuming that the John Walker that we have in the MCU is that is that, which we don't know for we don't know for certain if he's necessarily that because like i said he's just he's just been the good soldier uh kind of regardless of what he's been told to do to this point we kind of don't really know where he's going to fall on the on the spectrum beyond this point like what he's going to do as u.s agent is he is he going to be an anti-hero is he going to be villainous is he you know is, is he going to be a a, a a good guy like we don't know. We don't know where he's where he's where he's going to end up. Um, but I, I did find myself a little bit more sympathetic towards him in the end, you know, because like uh, like all the points you guys have mentioned are basically things that I thought of that you know kind of shifted my thinking with with his character. And like I'm I'm curious to see like where he's going to end up and what they want to what they want to do with him because yeah. I I, I kind of get the feeling that. Fans are not going to be happy with with whatever it is. Like if he becomes the the John Walker that was uh, like an Avenger, then people are not going to like it. If he stays like kind of this this gray area anti-hero character, people are just going to yeah. continue not liking him. So it's kind of like a like a catch twenty two for his for his character. But um, I mean th his character, I, I do think was was really well done for this series. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's 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 a great example of um, the difference between. But it, it, it's funny, like Super Soldier has become the 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 standard term used for Captain America, used for um, or, or, or it, it's become like directly synonymous with Captain America, right? And it's not really accurate. Um, because Steve Rogers was not a super soldier. He, or, or at least not in the, in the, in the way that like the government would want him to be. Um, because he doesn't, he doesn't work for the United States. Steve, uh, Steve Rogers works for America. Like he represents the ideals of America, not the government. Um, 
and like and that's that's a big part of uh, uh, his stance in Civil War is you know I mean he says you know what if what if we have to go somewhere and they won't let us uh, or or what if what if they want to send us somewhere we shouldn't go um, and I think that's that's also been a huge part of this show and one of the things it does really successfully and and unfortunately kind of subtly in places and I think uh, uh, a lot of folks missed it was the difference between what what a person needs to be in order to be Captain America versus what a person needs to be in order to be a great soldier because they're not the same things and arguably the latter can get in the or the, the former can get in the way of the latter yeah it's yeah it's a it's a complicated thing and that's i think that's the problem too is really when you break it down there's two sides when it comes down to things of what people think a patriot is yeah and it, it's a lot of people are wrong and a lot of people glorify war and i'm going to read i'm going to read something to you um it's it's one of my favorite quotes of all time I confess without shame that I am tired and sick of war. Its glory is all moonshine. Even success, the most brilliant success, is over dead and mangled bodies. It is only those who have not heard a shot, nor heard the shrills and groans of the wounded and lacerated, friend or foe, that cry aloud for more blood and more vengeance, more desolation, and so help me God, as a man and a soldier, I will not strike a foe who stands unarmed and submissive before me, but will say, go sin no more. That's from William Tecumseh Sherman the man who marched across Georgia and burned that state to win the civil war. And he says, I don't want war. No person who's ever fought in war wants war. But also this is the same guy who said war in itself is cruelty. I'm looking for that exact quote right here. I'm going to cut this. Obviously this dead part, I had it right in front of me and then I lost it. War is cruelty. There's no use trying to reform it. The crueler it is, the sooner it will be over. So this guy understood that in order to be done with this thing, this is how you have to do it. But at the same time, no person who actually fights in a war ever wants to fight in a war. It's always the politicians that are ones screaming the loudest for this. And Captain America understood that. Like Steve, Steve Rogers, I'm sorry. Steve Rogers understood that. You know who else understood that? And why he made the best new Captain America was Sam Wilson. Yep. And that's why when he was standing there and like when he stood there and he gave that speech, he understood what it meant. He is the symbol for America, not the symbol for the government. And that was the perfect juxtaposition because what was John Walker? Was he the symbol of America or was he the symbol of the government? But what was Sam Wilson? And America's changed. America is not the America of the 30s and the 40s that, that's, that Steve Rogers was defending and fighting for. It had shifted. It had changed. And it needed to change in order for this to be a country that we could all get behind and really truly believe in is, is the way that I saw this. And it, it, it was very telling to me to see the people who were like, well, I thought his speech was stupid. Well, shocker. <laughs> you know? Like, of course, he showed why he was chosen. Exactly. And the fact that he his, his like we mentioned in the last episode, like his conversation with Carly. 
His conversation with Carly, talking her down, turning his back on her, leaving himself vulnerable to try to find a peaceful solution to show her that he wasn't there to fight her. The, 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 one of the things I'm so impressed with, um, with the, the, uh, the longer form storytelling we're getting from the MCU. And, and I'll include, um, the Netflix Punisher in this because it, it does something similar, um, is they have been good about setting up a baseline conceit and then following all these little trails of like how it could play out. And, um, with the Punisher in particular, they, they, or not in particular, but, uh, uh, um, the reason I, I mentioned that is the, the whole point of the first season of the Punisher is, um, war fucks you up like you mm -hmm. there's only a handful of ways you come back from that um and you get to see like four or five different versions play out in that first season and in this show you get the question of what does it mean to be patriotic what does it mean to serve your country and what does it mean when your country uh, uh abandons you and you get that from Sam, you or betrays you rather. You, you get from Sam. You get that from uh, 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 from Agent Thirteen with Sharon. You get that from John Walker. Um, there are all these versions of the same kind of situation, and they play out in very different ways. Like Sam, uh, Sam thought he was doing the right thing by giving up the shield because he thought it's like, well, if if, if I'm not going to take it, there will be no Captain America. And I, we don't know definitively if that, if those were the words he was told, but we do know that that was certainly what was implied. Um, and so, like, there's his betrayal. With Sharon, you get uh, uh, just an outright like, "fuck you," you know. We're not going to take into account what was going on at the time, uh, and the fact that like a major government organization was secretly being run by fucking not super Nazis. Um, uh, uh, and with John, you know, John's like, I did everything I was told. I did all the things I was supposed to do. I don't understand. I thought you were going to protect me. And it's like, nah, man, you were here to protect us. And now we don't need you anymore. So fuck off. Um, it's just really smart, really layered storytelling. And that's that fucking is something cool. I didn't even notice, man. Good catch. Like it, you're a hundred percent correct. It was literally different stages of, the way the U.S. government fucks people. <laughs> and, like, the funny thing about this is, is, like, this is not the U.S. government. This is the Marvel U.S. government. Because, as far as we know, did the real U.S. government get infiltrated by super Nazis? <laughs> like, probably we all, not. Probably. We all want to say no, but there's this <laughs> awkward laughter and silence as we're yeah. like, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, after after somebody whose father was a known KKK member and supporter and sympathizer became president of the United States and had no problem encouraging um, white supremacists to attack the country, it kind of makes you wonder. And I think that this show came at the perfect time. And I just – I wonder if it had come first instead of um, WandaVision if the reception would have been the same. Um, 
because honestly, they're vastly different shows, and I feel like you can't judge them, you can't compare them. It's apples and oranges. I mean, you can compare them in the sense that they're both Marvel shows, but they're so vastly different. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think it, w- I think it would have been received differently, um, if, 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 it, if, if two things, if, if it, if it did actually come first, and if they weren't affected by the pandemic. Like ah. in the in the same in the same way because we I mean we and we kind of touched on it last week like we know, um and I, this is like the third time mentioning it but they they mention it in Marvel's Assembled and they go into details about like, uh, like a lot a, a lot of they, they there was a lot of stuff that they that they had to to change, and like half of, like when the pandemic hit, half of their staff I believe was, overseas. And they like immediately had to bring everyone back because they weren't sure if they would be able to if they, you know, waited another week or so. Um, not to, not to mention they were they were they were apparently trying to go to Puerto Rico, um, but then Puerto Rico had I think the earthquakes, or I think or something. Um, so like that that was a thing that was a thing too that they kind of had to uh, work around and change on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, not only that, but like they they had to, uh, that that's actually where the idea for Majapur uh, ended up coming from, and it's really cool when you when you see it um, in the in the actual episode. But like they basically found like this like this like uh, this like back alley um, in somewhere like somewhere outside of Atlanta, and like it it looked cool enough that they felt like they could transform it into what we saw as Magipur. It was really cool. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was just like, it was just like some place like, <laughs> like hey, it's behind a warehouse in Atlanta and it looks like a completely different country. Wow. Like, I mean, yeah. if, if you only need a couple alleys or you only need like a handful of shots, that's all it yeah. takes. Yeah, they, they, they had to get, they, they said they had to get really creative with not, with not only, um, what they did to uh, do Majapur, but even with several with uh, several of the the fight scenes that that took place because of COVID protocols and because of how certain things had to be had to be filmed, like they like I understand why this series got delayed the way it did, just because of uh, like all of the different things that they had to switch up or change. Like we we mentioned the. Uh, we mentioned the the uh, potential pandemic storyline that uh, that was uh, that was cut out, or like whatever the storyline was that that ended up getting cut out, um, get the, the uh, cut out from the main series. Um, the fact that, and here's a here's a here's a uh, a name drop for you guys. The fact that actually no, it's two name drops for you guys. One is that originally Yelena Belova was supposed to be part of this. Like she yeah, was supposed to appear, and this is the big one. They wanted to have Spider-Man show up in the finale. Huh? What? Yeah. I'm they, not against it. It's just that seems. I think it's because they were choice, they were okay. in New York. That's why. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he would he would have showed. Up. Yeah, because he's you know, yeah he's, he's he's Spidey. Yeah, he would have come and helped out. Yeah. Yeah. So they so um. Yeah, they want they they wanted to, but I think I, I don't I think Marvel said no, or something. It was something, but they they could they they 
couldn't make it. Uh, they couldn't uh, find a way to make it work. But they that was a, like the one of the big cameos that they wanted to have for uh, for the for the finale for at least at least part of the the finale. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, all you're doing is just like selling me on what I need to go onto Disney Plus and watch uh, this weekend. So. Um, for all of you out there, um, another wonderful Marvel thing that you can pick up, um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the title now. Marvel's um, Assembled. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Marvel Studios Assembled, so I'm clicking on it right now, because they did the same thing for, for uh, Star Wars, where it's called Star Wars The Mandalorian uh, Gallery, and you can check that out. But yeah, I this looks like this is a real cool behind-the-scenes thing. Um, did you guys see the story that um, Wyatt Russell was kind of like, yeah, I might not be coming back? No. I did not see that. Yeah, like I I heard, and let me see if I can find it. It's entirely possible that it's like from like some bullshit website, you know, it's like Mega Boners or whatever that guy's name was again. Um, <laughs> Dr. Dictor Von Doomcock. I'm sorry, he's a doctor. He did go to fake medical doctor. school. Yeah, he went to douchebag medical school. Douchebag <laughs> medical university. <laughs> Hang on. Wyatt Russell. Oh, it was from Esquire. Oh, it's... Much more reputable. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt Russell says he might not return as John Walker after the Falcon and Winter Soldier, though he merged as U.S. agent in the season finale. The actor says he has no plans to reprise his role. Huh. Huh. Well, you know what? Here's the thing about Disney and Marvel. Okay? If they really want him to come back, guess what they'll do? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Hey, Wyatt, I know you have no plans, but... Cha-ching! You know, like it, it's not like he's gonna say no. And well, you know, actually, I mean, maybe he would. I don't know. Like it's, we'll see. I mean, there could be a lot going on here. But either way, I think he did a, a fantastic job. I would love to see him return. Um, I think it's a real, um, oh, a real nuanced character. What? what? What you got? Did you read the quote? It's. I mean, the the, the headlines kind of this kind of clickbaity. Yeah, it's kind of clickbaity. <laughs> Before you say it, I mean, let me see if I can guess. Marvel has yet to tell him what he's going to be doing going forward, so he ha he doesn't actually know if he's coming back. Basic, basically, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <sighs> yeah, damn it, it Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically okay. Is he he says like if this is setting up for yeah. something specific, then he's in the dark about it. Yeah, he's like yeah, Marvel I mean, operates in a cool way where they don't make decisions before they see what works. And I'm not I'm not part of this of any of this decision making. Yeah, I mean, and think about like think about um Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany had no idea yeah. when they called him, and he was like, "Fuck, I'm fired," and like he had no <laughs> idea that they had more plans for him. So I mean, that's yeah, yeah. okay, that 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 tracks. Okay, um, before we go ahead and wrap this up and jump into Invincible, was there anything else that we got that we had on Falcon and Winter Soldier that we wanted to discuss? Uh, no, I can't. I can't think of anything yeah. other no, than like as soon as we get off, we'll be like, oh, what about this, this, and this? Fuck every time. <laughs> um, other than like, I'm excited. I, I I'm cap four. I'm excited. I'm excited. Cap four. I'm yeah, excited about that too. And I just want to state this: you guys know that my favorite Avenger is Captain America. Period. In a sense, Steve Rogers. Like he, he's my favorite. This does not change anything for me. In the sense that, like, now Sam Wilson is Captain America. Guess what? I Captain America is still my favorite hero. This is another Captain America. It doesn't take away from what Steve Rogers was. It just means that another person has picked up the mantle who is completely worthy. It's no different than when Cap picked up fucking Mjolnir. Another person is worthy of this mantle, and they have proven it. 
And I'm still Captain America, whether it's Sam Wilson or Steve Rogers in the MCU is still my favorite character, period. End of sentence. That's all I have to say about that. So you just you, you did remind me of one thing that we that none of us mentioned the possibility that he is in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In space? Like, that, he, that, he, that he retired, that he retired, that he because re- uh, people who are way more invested than any of us are. So when you know, when they're walking through the the uh, the Smithsonian and they have the the exhibit. Yeah. Basically, if you. If you go frame by frame, there's a frame where you can actually read the text and the text on this says that uh, it doesn't imply that he passed away. It says that he simply retired yeah. from public life. Yeah, there's there's a whole thing about like the fi- you know, his final mission, um, which I'm like of two minds about. I, th- I think that would work better as a uh, as a secret, um, but I'm not going to complain about it. Um I, I think it works just fine either way. Uh, but yeah, it, the the idea that everybody knows that, one, time travel is possible, two, <laughs> that Captain America traveled back in time, um, and three, well, seemingly, like, they wouldn't know that he would have been younger. They would just know that, like, you know, Captain America did this thing, and now he's gone. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the other... <laughs> I just I wish it had been a little more realistic. Captain America went back in time to bang Peggy Carter a whole lot. <laughs> they had bl- and like so a picture of sex. Peggy, like like a picture <laughs> of Peggy. I mean, come on, do you blame him? Like, <laughs> no, like it's. I still want a Captain America travels through time and beats up Nazis. Like, I want that series if, yeah. if, if that's ever gonna happen. I, I would love I, the shit out. Of it. I would just settle for a short of him seeing Red Skull for the first time. On um, on, the, on um, that planet. <laughs> oh God, there's a there's a fucking great meme of him, and it's like it's like Steve Rogers, son of a, b- you're alive, like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I see. Honestly, I would just love seeing because I, I I picture it going like this. He goes back, he sees Peggy, they embrace, they dance, they fall in love, they get married, they have some fucking super soldier children, and like. After he's established some time with her and they start building a family, he says to her, listen, here's what's happened. There's a version of me frozen in the Arctic right now, and I'm not going to get thawed out until the early 2000s. Some real bad shit's about to happen in this world. And he explains it to her. And Peggy's like, well, fuck, we got to go stop it. And like, I see that there being an alternate reality where he goes through and he fucking fixes everything. But... It's entirely possible that it somehow ties together with this Loki series because um, what's the name of the organization that Owen Wilson is part of? It's like the Time Management. Fucking hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. <clears throat> time Variance Authority. Yeah, because because th- think about that. You essentially have him trying to re- like fix shit, save Bucky. Like he knows Bucky's out there. They're trying to program him right now with the super soldier serum and like brainwash him. You save Bucky. You save Tony Stark's parents. Like you stop Zola from getting involved in his weird like computer thing that he fucking is. Like y- you can rewrite the world, but I could see the time variant society being like, whoa, motherfucker, let's just chill with this because you're not doing that. That's going to fuck up the timeline. So, like, so here's the thing though. Like this is where we get into the, you know, the fun that isn't fun with time travel. Who's to say that 
old, you know, old Steve interfering with all of various things isn't the reason that things aren't so much worse. Very true. That's true. Yeah. Like the, the timeline we got um, versus uh, uh, the timeline that could have been could be completely different things. Yeah. It's also important to mention that Steve is only one person too. Like, yes. regardless, regardless of like the abilities that he has, like, like he can't by himself like fix racism or fix sexism. You know, like, oh yeah, these, these aren't <laughs> these are like like th there are things that he could have changed. I'm sure there are certain world events that uh, he could have prevented, but there's no telling what could have happened in the in the aftermath of changing like a major event and yeah. creating a timeline where maybe Hydra completely takes over everything, you know, like maybe he, get, he gets killed. Like we, there's no way of knowing, you know, he could create a timeline where all of his friends in the Avengers all end up being dead prior to the Avengers even happening. It might be interesting. I mean, and that, that right there, the fact that you guys both came up with those concepts of this story shows the three different facets that you could do with a storyline like that. Mine, like the ultra, like, you know, optimistic, like Steve Rogers kicking ass through time. And then you guys saying, yeah, okay, but there's also ripples. For every single thing that he does, there's going to be a reaction to it. So he stops Zola, but then Hydra's like, yeah, but we got shit all over the rest of the world, motherfuckers. So we're going to now take you on. Yeah. And now Hydra takes over America kind of thing. Like it's He only knows what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, like Steve Rogers, smart guy, he didn't have a brief on all of history. Yeah. Right. I mean, shit, it wouldn't surprise me. If if somebody mentioned JFK to him, he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not necessarily the most pertinent thing to his everyday life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, he had that notebook. You know, he needed to watch Star Wars. You know, like, he, right? he had a lot of shit that he had to catch up on. Yeah. So it's, it's more just, like, me, like fan casting essentially like me, me like in my own head canon but here's the great thing about this if it never happens i'm not going to be mad at marvel and we'll also keep this in mind yeah in about uh what two or three months we're gonna have the what if series and we'll be able yeah. to we'll, we're, we're gonna get at least some idea of what if certain events in the mcu happened very differently and a zombie cap I'm stoked about that shit. Yeah. Fucking no super soldier serum, yeah. mech driving Steve Rogers. Fucking um, Peggy Peggy Carter as. Uh, oh no, that's right. That's right. That's what it is. Is she yeah. gets she gets the serum, um, and he yeah he's 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 fucking Iron Steve. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited about this. So there you go. More stuff to look forward to. But folks, thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to MC Brooks, James Rambo, uh, as always, for their contributions to the show. I could not do that, do what we do here at GGR without their support uh, and help when it comes to these things. So make sure you tune into the next episode because we're going to be talking about Invincible because that just wrapped up season one. Uh, but for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, again, thank you so much for your time and listening and for subscribing and all those wonderful things. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Just finding out now what I didn't know Seems like each time when I get low I place blame everywhere that it shouldn't go And that's what's keeping me up Falling apart, man, I keep it a buck You still act like I'm holding you up I still feel like I'm totally nuts so Tell me what I should have said And not pretend to know that Things come out my mouth that I should probably learn to hold back Why do I expect to have the patience that I don't have Over and over
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!